Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. These are the Daily Tech Headlines for Thursday, January 21st, 2021. I'm Rich Trappolino. Google reached an agreement with APIG, a group representing roughly 300 political and general information press titles in France, on a framework to pay the publishers for reuse of snippets of content. A 2019 reform to copyright law in France required paying for use of snippets, which Google sought to avoid by simply not displaying them. However, France's competition regulator ruled in April that a unilateral withdrawal of snippets was unfair, damaging to the press sector, and likely an abuse of dominant market position, ordering that Google negotiate payment terms with publishers. The agreement establishes a framework within which Google will negotiate individual licensing agreements with IPG-certified publishers within APIG's membership, while reflecting the principles of law, with content set to appear in Google's new Showcase partnership program. Under the framework, payments will go directly to publishers, though terms will not be disclosed. Google said it's already reached individual agreements with a few national newspapers like Le Monde, Le Figaro, and Liberation. U.S. cybersecurity firm Malwarebytes said Wednesday it was breached by the same group that attacked SolarWinds last year, but that its intrusion isn't directly related to that SolarWinds attack. Malwarebytes says the attackers breached its internal systems by exploiting a dormant email protection product for Office 365. The company learned of the intrusion from the Microsoft Security Response Center on December 15th, while Microsoft was auditing its Office 365 and Azure infrastructures for sign of malicious apps created by that SolarWinds attack. Malwarebytes says it's determined the attackers only gained access to a limited subset of internal company emails. Ford announced it's now sharing connected car safety data with other car manufacturers as part of the Data for Road Safety Partnership, which includes BMW, Mercedes-Benz, and Volvo, and is backed by the European Commission. Ford introduced local hazard information on the Ford Puma last year, which sends airbag activations, emergency braking, and fog light usage to the cloud to inform other Ford drivers on the same route. This information is now extended to other car manufacturers as well as emergency services. Ford says that more than 80% of its passenger vehicle lineup will get its data sharing service by the end of 2021. President Trump pardoned Anthony Lewandowski Tuesday for theft of trade secrets. Lewandowski had been sentenced to 18 months in prison and ordered to pay Google $179 million. Peter Thiel and Palmer Luckey were among those recommending the pardon. In a press release, the White House press secretary said Mr. Lewandowski has paid a significant price for his actions and plans to devote his talents to advance the public good. Amazon executive Dave Clark sent a letter to U.S. President Joe Biden offering the company's help in meeting the administration's goal of vaccinating 100 million Americans against COVID-19 in 100 days. Clark offered to leverage the company's operations, information technology, and communications capabilities in the effort, noting that Amazon has an agreement with a licensed healthcare provider to administer vaccines at its facilities. The letter also made the case that essential workers at Amazon fulfillment centers, AWS data centers, and Whole Foods market stores should get the vaccine at the earliest available time. The Raspberry Pi Foundation released the Raspberry Pi Pico, a $4 microcontroller. The Pico is the first device powered by the Raspberry Pi Foundation's own silicon designs, the RP2040, a dual-core 133 MHz ARM chip. The Raspberry Pi Foundation has also reached out to Adafruit, Arduino, Pi Moroni, and SparkFun to use the chip on their own board designs in the hopes of creating a larger ecosystem. The Pico also includes 264 kilobytes of RAM, 26 GPIO pins, a micro USB port, and a temperature sensor. It can be programmed in C or MicroPython. The security firm Corellium released a port of Ubuntu Linux to run on M1-based Macs. 
The OS boots into the full desktop interface and includes USB support, although there is no hardware acceleration and networking currently requires a USB dongle. The Ubuntu build and a tutorial to get it running are available now on GitHub. A new subscription-based universal chat app called Beeper claims to offer integrated chat across 15 services, including WhatsApp, Signal, Telegram, Slack, Twitter, Discord, Instagram, Facebook Messenger, and iMessage. This last integration is done using a user's always-on-Mac to act as a bridge for the service. If a Mac isn't available, Beeper claims it will send users a jailbroken iPhone with the Beeper app installed to act as a bridge. It's unclear if Beeper's $10 a month subscription includes the device. Beeper is built off of the open-source matrix messaging protocol. The service is currently available by invitation only. Samsung Display plans to release the first 90Hz OLED screens for laptops. Manufacturing will begin in March in large quantities, with several global IT companies expected to release models with the panel later in 2021. The initial panels will be 14 inches, although aspect ratio and resolution are unknown. Bloomberg's Mark Gurman sources say Apple's first VR headset may launch as early as 2022 and will operate as a standalone battery-powered device. The size will reportedly be close to the Oculus Quest, with a fabric exterior to save on weight and include a cooling fan. Some prototypes also include external cameras for AR features, with Apple testing hand tracking. The headset is expected to be a niche device, with some at Apple forecasting initial sales under 200000 in the first year. And finally, Google Calendar received an update, now offering offline support in Chrome. When now offline, users will be able to view events up to four weeks back, as well as all upcoming events. The feature is currently off by default, and rolls out to rapid and scheduled release domains now, then to end users starting January 25th. Remember, for more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to Daily Tech News Show at dailytechnewsshow.com. And remember to rate and review Daily Tech Headlines wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And from all of us here at Daily Tech Headlines, remember, have a super sparkly day.